0: Is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hey, everybody, Elizabeth Benton here. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am psyched that you are spending a bit of your day with me today, and I'd like to kick off by asking you a question. Have you listened to episode 410 yet? 410 is back from early November, November 4th to be exact, and you would remember it because it's audio from the very first Ascend Primal Potential Weekend event in 2016. It's the only audio that I have aired from Ascend on the podcast, and it was the episode where I talk about the value of simplicity and the small things, and how we routinely dismiss the small things as too small to matter, too small to make a difference, and we kind of set ourselves up for struggle by valuing complexity and novelty over simplicity and valuing the things we don't yet know, the things we need to learn over the simple things we already know but just don't do consistently. They're so small that they're easy to understand and they're pretty straightforward to do but they're just as easy not to do and certainly just as easy to dismiss. So if you have not yet listen to episode 410, please do. That is a good place to start before diving into what will be a little bit of an elaboration, and it'll have more of my personal elaboration on how I am simplifying and why I think simplicity is so closely tied to success in every area of your life, your food choices, your fitness, your career, your finances, your relationships. Today, we're going to talk about how to embrace simplicity and specifically how to use simplicity in everything around you from the way you make decisions to the stuff in your home to help you stay more focused, to help you face fewer temptations, to make your life easier and ultimately accelerate your progress towards your goal. I read a Bruce Lee quote of all things that really moved me lately. So that quote, combined with a bunch of questions I've been getting about my new tiny house, convinced me to do this episode. The Bruce Lee quote says, one does not accumulate, but eliminate. It's not daily increase, but daily decrease. The height of cultivation always runs to simplicity. The height of cultivation always runs to simplicity. When our surroundings are more simple, our minds are more clear. And when our minds are more clear, we're more focused and we can easily or more easily create motivation. One of the fastest ways to improve your life and accelerate your progress towards your goals is to simplify. And there are a million ways you can tackle this and approach this. And I'm not sure that any of them are wrong, but some will certainly have more impact than others. And those that have more impact will vary between each one of us. So something that might not have a big impact for me might have a huge impact on you. So the way to really figure this out for yourself is to get in and begin simplifying, do the work and pay attention to how it makes you feel, how it influences your choices and things like that. I got an email uh, just this past weekend From a woman who was kind of frustrated. She expressed that she's been on every diet. She's tried every pill and potion. She loses some weight, but she puts it back on. And she said, I just want to get healthy. I just want to eat more whole foods, fruits, vegetables, meats, and less junk. And then she said, and I have no idea where to start. Guys, that is how far we have come from simplicity. Like that's how far away we have moved From simplicity, that we don't even recognize the simple way to implement what we know when it's right in front of our face. We struggle to find our way to simplicity because we've valued novelty and complexity for so long. We feel better with the detailed plan that we won't execute than the simple one that feels like too obvious or too easy. In this email, she already came to her simple solution. Eat more whole foods, eat less processed foods. But she felt she didn't know how to implement it. But she does. She just didn't recognize the simplicity right in front of her. You simplify from what you want to do to how can I execute it today? What is an improvement I can make today? We have lost the simplicity of the basic question Am I hungry? Does my body need fuel? So many people struggle to practice that only turning to food when they need fuel because we have just gotten so far away from simplicity. And in our surroundings, we accumulate more and more and more, more stuff, more food. Our pantries are full. Our fridge and our freezer has more than we need. Many of us have more than one freezer, more than one fridge, and we do it with information too. We accumulate more and more and more and more. And as we accumulate more, we feel more unfocused and more overwhelmed. The secret is not complexity and more information and more stuff, more tactics, more tools. It's simplicity. And that's what I want to help you create. And this is a big movement in my own life, which is a big part of why I'm talking about it. Simplification, like I said, is going to look different for everybody. I want to share a lot of what it means to me, but also give you some ideas of what it can mean for you. So going back to I am moving into my tiny home, I don't know how many of you have seen those shows on TV, tiny luxury, etc. I decided I don't need all of this space and all of this stuff. What I want is kind of tiny luxury. I want to feel like I love everything around me and I have the freedom and the flexibility to live my life instead of high rent payments or high mortgage payments or anything like that. That has forced me to simplify my physical possessions. It's so interesting now when I go shopping and I'm like, oh, that's cool. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I really like that. I could use that. I met with the very hard stop of, I have no place to put it. There's just no place to put that in this new tiny house. Moving into it, leaving stuff behind, figuring out what I am taking from where I live presently to the tiny house and what I am leaving behind. And in that process of, do I need this? Do I not? Is this essential? Can I live without it? I am noticing so many parallels between how we think about stuff and how we think about food. And the parallels are in everything. I've shared before how I see parallels all the time in finances and nutrition and fat loss and self-care. I'm seeing it in trimming down my physical stuff, like my possessions and food. And the parallels are everywhere if you are paying attention. But that's a conversation for another day. The parallels I'm noticing right now are in simplifying what is around me. And I'll I'll give you an example. I have been deciding what I need to have, what I don't need to have. And I've been justifying exceptions. For example, my printer. I almost never print anything out, but I have a printer. And as I think about, does this need to come with me to the tiny house or should I sell it? I go for not the broad rule of always, but the exception. Well, you know, if I need to print something for an attorney or I need to print a contract, I'm always justifying exceptions in this process. And I'm finding that I can make a case for anything when I focus on the exceptions. And that is what so many of us do with food. We make exceptions for everything and we can for anything if that is the way we allow our minds to process it, if it's the way we allow ourselves to think about it, if it is the pattern of thought that we choose. Yes, it is convenient every once in a while, but I don't need to make a case based on exceptions. I do not want to live in exceptions. There's always another way to make it work. And if I simplify my thought process to, is this essential? Yes, no. Do I love it? Yes, no. Then there's no room for exceptions. And this crosses over into food because many of us, despite wanting to eat better, wanting to get fit, wanting to be healthier and make better choices regularly... We have an operating system of making decisions based on exceptions. Well, it's a Friday night. Well, I had a stressful day at work. Yeah, this isn't something that's the best choice for me, but I'm tired, so I don't care. If I finish it, there won't be any left the next day. And if we simplify the way we make decisions, that will absolutely have a ripple effect into all of Our choices, how often do we make a case for having that third drink or the french fries with the burger or the cookie in the break room? You can have an operating system that allows you to and encourages you to to make exceptions and cases for things you don't love or need, or you can simplify your decision-making process based on do I love it, do I need it? Do I love it, do I need it? And it needs to be a simple answer, because if you start hemming and hawing, you've gone right back to excuses and justifications and making a case for something. Do I love it? Do I need it? As I'm going through this in my own home now and transitioning into the tiny house, do I need my coffee maker? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Do I need my laptop? Yes. And those might not be your answers for your stuff, and they shouldn't be. Do I need my printer? No. Do I need five different kinds of cooking oil? No. And don't forget the love question. Do I need a coffee grinder? No. I could buy ground coffee. But do I love my coffee grinder and do I love fresh ground beans instead of buying ground beans? Yes. Yes, I do. So there is need and there is love. And when you have those considerations, instead of justifying everything, you have a greater appreciation for what you have. When it comes to food, you'll enjoy your food more. When I was a very regular binge eater, most of what I ate wasn't worth it. It just wasn't delicious food. And now when I eat, whether it's an indulgence or it's just a regular dinner, I love what I eat. And if I don't love it, I don't eat it. I can wander through the grocery store having given myself permission to indulge for one reason or another and find that nothing is worth it. Nothing appeals to me because I've done the work of training myself to think, do I love this? Is this worth it? Simplify your thought process. Notice when you are justifying, making excuses, making exceptions and go to a simple way of deciding. It might be, do I need it or do I love it? It might be, am I hungry or am I not? It might be, will I be glad I did this later? But do not hem and haw and well and if, keep your answers very simple. Simple decision-making criteria. I did an episode on that. If you go to primalpotential.com and you search simple decision-making criteria, it will come right up. When it comes to what I am getting rid of, what's worth keeping goes so far beyond possessions. Right. I shared um, a new standard I set for myself in episode 397 of the podcast, which was about standards and bright lines. And I set a new standard for myself, which goes to that point of like, what, what do I really want to choose here? What's worth it for me? What's worth keeping is not just about your possessions, but also about how you think about food and exercise. For me, part of that process was deciding, and I shared this in 397, that I don't indulge alone. That is a new standard I set for myself. I don't indulge alone. If I'm going to have ice cream or it's going to be something on the food indulgence front, it's going to be with someone special because for me personally, that makes it more special. And I'm applying this Standards, the idea of standards to my physical things. I think I'm like most everybody else on the planet who has too many coffee mugs. I just have too many coffee mugs. And I could make a case for every single one of them. I like it. It's cute. It's funny. It makes me smile. But I don't need 24 when I live alone. Even if I live with one or two other people, which I don't, I don't need that many coffee mugs it's just more to take care of. It's more to make room for. So for me, I'm saying, what do I really love? If I don't love it, I'm not keeping it. I don't need that much. And it's kind of like clothes. I would rather have way fewer clothes, but I love everything in there. Love. Instead of a closet full of stuff that most of which I'm just kind of meh about. And every time I see it in there, I pass it over because I'm like, ah, eh, it doesn't really fit that, that well, or I can't wear a jacket over it. None of that. I'm not keeping any of those things. Here's how I tackled this. I wanted to see what I love is easier. That's just kind of like, oh, well, I'm sort of neutral on that. But I tackled my physical possessions in a in a kind of unique way. I don't know what made me think about it, but in hindsight it was a really good idea. I'm kind of proud of myself on this one. For about a month, every time I would use something or wear something, I would put it in a different place. So in my kitchen, I had a a section of cabinets that I moved everything out of, and then when I would use something, a dish, a pot, a pan, a utensil, I would put it into this little, little sectioned off area, a cabinet and a drawer and a little below cabinet as well. So that visually I could see what I was using and what I was not using. The things that didn't move over to that side didn't get used in a month. And I did the same thing with my clothes. I had a little section of my closet that I changed that I cleaned out and left it blank. And every single time I wore something, when I would wash it or put it back, it would go into this other section. So if something didn't move over, it means it didn't get worn. Now, I understand there are seasonal clothes and there are appliances you ever you only use every once in a while, but it really paints a picture of what you love the most or what you need the most or what you use the most. And that has been so helpful to me to clearly visually see what I don't wear or what I don't use. And that is making this simplification process in my home much easier. From there, when I'm looking at what I'm using, I'm like, well, what do I really love? Chances are, if I didn't use something for a month, I don't necessarily love it. And it might be time to let go of it. We make a case based on exceptions for so many things. And I just don't think it's necessary. I'm going through the same thing with my pantry. And even though almost everybody who hears this episode is not moving into a tiny house like I am, We can all stand to simplify. The pantry, the fridge, the freezer is a huge opportunity to do this because many of us have stuff in our homes that we don't want to eat, but we do because it's there. And simplifying what's around, hello, makes your choices easier. As I was looking through my cabinets, I don't have a pantry where I am now and I don't really have one in the tiny house either, I was like, I don't need coconut sugar or honey or any other sweetener because I do not consume them often. I don't need them. Now, if you're somebody who bakes on a regular basis, that might be a different scenario for you. But as I'm looking at what are the staples, what do I absolutely need to have here? How can I simplify? I don't need any sweeteners, right? Most people have just-in-case items throughout their pantry and they rarely use any of it. And I don't have Much storage space for non-perishables. So I'm looking through and I'm saying, I don't need almond flour. I never use it. I do use coconut flour when I make salmon cakes, but otherwise all the other stuff that I've used once or twice here and there, I do not need to keep. Even my spice drawer, I was like, oh, it would suck to have to buy all this stuff all over again if I need it, But I'm simplifying and I'm not going to throw them away. Don't think I'm like wasteful like that. What I'm going to do is uh, I have a family party next weekend. I'm going to bring a box of them. And I'm sure between my sister and my cousins and my aunt, they will go to town and everybody will be really happy about it. But I am getting rid of all my spices with the exception of salt and pepper. And I will tell you why. I don't use them very often at all. And if that's not your reality, obviously you'd make a different decision. I rarely use them and I would rather use fresh anyway. So I love garlic, but I don't need garlic powder and I don't need garlic salt. I will use fresh garlic. I love herbs like cilantro and basil, but I don't need dried versions of them because I much prefer the fresh anyway. And you can do so much in cooking, and I don't cook that often to begin with, but you can do so much in cooking with lemon, lime, jalapeno, coconut, It's simpler for me. It's simpler for my home and that is a change that I'm making. I don't need baking soda and baking powder. I don't cook that often and I almost never use them. And if I need a tablespoon of baking soda, great opportunity to make a friend with a neighbor. That might not be your reality, but it is certainly mine. I also gave myself a fun little challenge because I'm weird like that. Not out of necessity. Nobody needs to worry about me, but I think it's fun in life to challenge yourself and break out of the comfort zone, the status quo, the way you always operate, I said to myself, I will not spend any money on the tiny house other than, other than paying for it, but I won't spend money on items to go inside the tiny house other than the money I make from selling stuff I already have. Now, fortunately, I've got to sell all my furniture, um but I'm going to be selling a lot of other things too. And I've given myself this challenge to break out of the comfort zone of, oh, that's cute. Oh, that would be nice. Oh, that would look good. Challenging myself to think differently. We grow when we step out of our normal patterns of thought. And so this is one of the ways that I'm challenging myself to grow. So I don't buy anything that I can't afford based on the money I've made from selling stuff I already have. So if there's something I really, really want, then what am I willing to part with and make money from? One of the ways I am really nailing this, and it surprised the heck out of me, like this is shock and awe for me right now. So I knew I needed to buy a few things because I don't have much in my apartment right now. I knew I needed to buy a few things and I was like Thrive, right? Thrive Market, because... Since they don't work with the middleman like most traditional retailers do, their prices are lower than retail prices everywhere else, right? And I was thinking I was going to be buying stuff like laundry detergent and dish soap and, you know, uh, hand soap and things like that because, of course, I need those and I did. And I saved, which makes me super, super happy, even from what I would have paid for them on Amazon, which I'm a big Amazon fan as well. But that really saved me. But what really surprised me, I didn't know that they had a whole home store section. Clearly, I have not done my homework and looking through all of the categories on there, but they have pet stuff too, but I don't have any pets, so it doesn't matter to me. But I was surprised to see that. In their home store, and I talked about this in the VIP email that went out this past weekend, uh, the Primal Potential VIP email, which you can get on right on the homepage of primalpotential.com, I wanted really badly to buy a couple of salt rock lamps. So these are lamps made out of uh, Himalayan sea salt. And... The reason they're so cool, not only is it an easier form of light for your eyes, so that has all sorts of hormonal benefits, which I've talked about in other episodes, I'm not going to get into now. The reason I wanted it for the tiny house is because these salt lamps, when they are like real true salt and not just like plastic knockoffs, salt absorbs moisture. And so a salt lamp also absorbs moisture, but the cool thing about when it absorbs moisture is it absorbs everything in the moisture. So that is odors, that is pollen, that is dander, that is all sorts of chemicals and bacteria that are otherwise polluting the air in your home and in such a small space, I don't have a lot of options for like air purifying systems and all of that sort of thing. And I kill every plant I've ever had. Don't give me tips. I'm not interested. I'm done with plants. I'm not, it's not, I don't want to take care of anything. Really don't. And all you got to do is plug on, plug in the salt lamp and it actually obviously works without being plugged in, but for it to be a light, you have to plug it in. Duh. Anyway, I'm digressing. So anyway, I have been looking for these salt lamps and trying to find a good price and lo and behold, on Thrive Market, they were less than half what I had been looking at them for. So I was freaking pumped. They were $13, $13 something, $13.48, $13 and change on Thrive Market. So of course I bought two. If the house was bigger, I would probably would have bought five. Um, and if your house is bigger, I was so Excited about that. So, that's one way that I'm doing some savings kind of stuff. Their prices on things like laundry detergent and hand soap and dish soap and all of that are really great. And they have products that I want to have in my home. So, I'm not a purist, but I'm not going to wash my dishes with chemicals that I don't feel comfortable with because I eat off my dishes. So, I'm not a dawn soap girl uh, and I like that the prices on those cleaner products are so much more affordable because when you start buying some of those cleaner home products, the prices can go up and then it's like, oh, is it worth more than I'm spending? You know, anyway, uh, Thrive Market. So if you check that out, you guys have heard the shtick. If you go through the URL primal potential, no thrivemarket.com forward slash primal potential. You also save an additional 25% on your first order and you get free shipping on that first order and you get a free 30 day membership. So that is one of the things that I am doing to help save money, which is another way to simplify, right? You can simplify your budget. I do this every quarter both personally and professionally. So, my personal expenses and my business expenses, every quarter I go through all of them and I say, What do I not need? What can I get rid of? And I challenge myself professionally to lower expenses 20%. And I don't always hit this, obviously, but that is my intention. That is how I'm looking at it. And personally, uh, you know, t- 10, 15% every quarter. What have I subscribed to that I didn't really use or like, or I had intentions for, but it didn't work out? Is there, you know, a company I can call like my cable company? I'll call and I'll say, are you running any promotions? And, and that can be a way to reduce a cable bill by 10% or same thing with cell phone. You might not think these things have to do with food, but they do. They have to do with relationships too, because it's an operating system. It's also in your language. Talk 20% less. There are not any of us that can't benefit from talking less than we do now and listening more or expressing gratitude more. Anything you can do to simplify, even if you say, I'm going to work on not speaking anything negative. I'm going to work on not complaining. Less. Same thing with food. Paying attention to, I will eat less food because... I'm not eating when I'm not hungry, period, the end. That's it, non-negotiable. There are always ways to simplify. And I hope this episode helped you get started. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon.